Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. Ten days ago, the end of April, the U.S. Congress approved a $1 trillion budget that included no funding for building a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. So it looks like Trump's wall is not going to happen. What is happening, though, since Trump took office, is a dramatic drop in the number of people coming across the border illegally. Or to be accurate, since Trump took office, there's been a dramatic drop in the number of apprehensions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't actually know how many people come across, since a lot more make it than get caught, and those who do make it don't exactly report in when they get here. So the Border Patrol estimates the number based upon apprehensions. Normally, from January to March, with the favorable weather conditions, the number of apprehensions increases 50 to 60 percent. But this year, as Trump took office, the number of apprehensions actually went down by 67 percent. That's a big drop, and I'd guess that the cause of this decline is the deportations, or the stories of the deportations. Many, if not most, immigrants who come here illegally have family members here already, and the people who are here are telling the folks back home not to come because nobody feels safe anymore. The Obama administration deported lots of people, but those people had broken a law. Under Trump, everyone without documentation is a target. Last week, for example, in northern Utah, A mother was arrested in front of her kids in a grocery store parking lot. These stories, these actual events, are scaring people. And they're telling people back home, don't come. Now is not a good time. But this is just a guess on my part. I thought it would be good to actually talk to someone who's here illegally. Then I remembered my friend Erica Heilman already did it a few weeks ago for her podcast, Rumble Strip. Erica lives in Vermont near a lot of dairy farms, and she found a young guy who works milking cows. I'm not going to use his name. He's 25 years old and grew up in Veracruz, Mexico. When I was just a kid, I just used to see my mother work too much, and my father, they just work. My father, he wake up since 4 a.m. He used to come bed like 10 p.m. every day. And he closed the little food cart. Yeah, food cart. Yeah, the ca- it's a taco stand. But it was good. My father working, my mother working. So everything was nice in that time. I mean, I it wasn't just for us. Everybody was like really good in the economy in the country. I think it was really good. Like if you like to work hard, you will have money. And I think what what affected everything. Everybody was the economy. Just for years, the economy started going down. Everything goes expensive. So you don't have enough money even for eat, you know. So kids start go, going out from the school to work. When I was in high school, everything was bad. My father and my mother, they, they had a lot of problems for money. I remember my dad. He was sleeping, but he wasn't. He was like all the night because I used to sleep close to him. So he was moving, moving, thinking about what he's going to do the next morning because he knows that there will be a guy came for money. 
well, there would be another guy came for money. And I used to go to the school, but I wasn't happy, man. I, I, I was like, I want to work. I need to work. You know, when you don't have money. But if you came here, it's a better chance, a better opportunity. There is a work. If you get money from here, it's like in one day you can get like, like completely seven days. You know, what you get, what you get in seven days right there, you get here in one day. So, yeah, this is one of the most important reasons for I, I'm here. <laughs> It was a rubber boat with 16 guys, and we we crossed the river, so don't make any noise and try. That was the point where I was scared, but I was trying to be with eyes open, you know. I know how to swim, so I was more worried for people who doesn't know how to swim. It was in the dark, yeah. There was a cousin who appeared, and I know this cousin. I said, okay, my guy, I know him. I will feel okay with him, you know, that would to be a friend. So I came with him in his house, and it was nice. I mean, they had a house, They everything was okay with him. Was He was working dairy farm, milking cows. He was saying that it was great, so I just wanted in that moment like to milk cows. And I started with this bus. And I was working 16 hours a day. This is how I started. But I was remember like, hey, I, I came because I need to help my father. And, and I was really happy when I get the first check. So I sent it really quickly to my family. I was like, my father like, okay, yeah, pay this for first time. He said, hey, do you want to put it like make account? I say, no, pay what you, all the money you, you need to use, you know. I will send you all this money. He was crying like I couldn't, he couldn't believe, you know. And it was better for me because after a month, there was like a really nice person who, who came. I was working and she was like so happy when she saw me. She was like, you know, waving the hand. Yeah, I came out from the little machine that I was driving. And she says, I am going to be your teacher. And I say, what? But... I don't have money to pay this. That's what I say. And she she started explaining me that there was some program that I, I had the age for do this. So my days started getting better with her because I knew that she was coming. And she gave me a couple books and things. Sometimes I was sad because if you're working every day 2 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then 2 p.m. to 9 p.m., just you have this little short time. So she was coming, and I remember in the night I was trying to clean the house, get ready, and do the homework. It was someone where you can talk to, so I learned a lot from her. She's like, like I can, I always say her like, you're like angel for me. I think the first year and a half I worked. 
80. I remember a weeks with 90 hours. And when I, I learned a little bit English, my schedule get changed a little bit. I was working 72, 70 hours. But right now, in this farm, I work 60 hours. So, it's nice. I really like, love it. Who else can do this work that you do every day? Well, all that I know right now, I don't think too many guys because it takes take years to learn. When you take four years and a half in a farm, you are like importing guy right there. And I think they can do it, but they don't want to. It's a hard work, so they don't want to work too many hours. They don't want to be doing all this all day, every day. When you started to hear last year what Trump was calling Mexicans, what's the impact of that? I don't really know many people like that way, like Trump. So I, when I hear for the first time, I just never think he will be a president. It's just he was crazy because even he is a president and he was having workers like me building his, you know, trying to work in his buildings. But, you know, all these guys that were saying that Mexicans are like this way, Mexicans are like that, now they have power because the president is thinking like they think. I mean, they are, they have power right now. So all these people who doesn't want us, right now they have a president who is agree with them. I never feel safe. Sometimes feel afraid, you know, to go somewhere, to do this, to do the other. Even if you have many years working here and you know many things, you always have this scare, you know. You are outside, but you are not okay. If you want to do something, try to think before what could happen, you know, to figure out first before you do it. Just to think that you came here for work. No for play, you know, for do something bad, just for work and try to build a future. To spend, I think, the best important years in your life. You are 18 to 24 to 25, spell all these years inside in a farm. I think are the best, more important years in your life. You are not going to get back this year, these years. You are working like donkey every day. And sometimes you see a guys that are driving, are going to the vacations, driving, and they are with a family, and you see yourself, you're working, trying to get enough money because you need it. It's not because you are doing this for fun. And your family is getting old, but what is the life? You're working. What is the life? Mama, won't you come down? Hey, Mama, won't you come down to the river to wait to bathe? I always have a dream that I can bring my mom and my f father just to see how it's right here, not for work just to see how nice, I don't know, if I had a chance and I 
can bring him just for, you know, see him. How, how is here? But I would like to see all this, how, you know, it's outside right here, everything, how people are. This is a really nice country. You've been listening to a story called Your Neighbor, produced by Erica Heilman for her podcast, Rumble Strip, where she drives around and talks or mainly listens to people who live in Vermont. I like Rumble Strip because I think people tell Erica things they probably never said out loud. Amelia Meath and her band Sylvan Esso perform the music in this story. Thanks to Erica for the story and to my daughter Jessie for some advice. And thank you for listening.